Welcome to episode two of the Dirty Hour. Uh, I'm your host, Colton Scudder. Uh, back again. I know it hasn't been a full week, but we're here to review A1. Um, obviously, a very anticipated race. Probably the most anticipation all year long is waiting for A1. So I'm excited to go over this with you. I'm here with my co-host. Amanda Scudder. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. There we go. Um, obviously, yeah, we're excited to bring back episode two. Thank you to everyone that uh, gave us a share, a like, a listen on episode one. Uh, means a lot to get the support that we got, and we want to just kind of keep this thing going. And this does not continue without your guys' support, our fans. As we wouldn't, it's kind of crazy. We have fans. Yeah. I, I guess we'll call them that right now. Uh, they're supporting us. So, yeah. um, yeah, this is going to be a fun episode talking about A1, which is just amazing. I uh, uh, It's one of my favorite races all year, and it just it brings back that feeling like Supercross is here. It's back. So well, we're going to go over that with you guys. But before we dive in. Before. 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 This, is, uh, this podcast is about to get a little greasy. Right a little here. wild. Yeah, a little wild. So we want to bring in um, our special guest here. We got Danny Rudd. Well, hello everyone in the studio. Yeah, How's it going? Yeah. Oh, awesome! Supercross is back. Life is good. I mean, what Life more could you on. ask for? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, I knew it was only a matter of time. Matter of time before we brought you in. I it, it, it just uh, it had to happen. The, the dirty hour and grease lightning—they just go together so well. You had to bring in the star power, like oh, the star power. Okay, <laughs> okay, you know you can. I'm a fill, legend. In my... Fill your head up with whatever you got to fill it up. But yes, we got Danny Rudd here in studio um, to go and kind of go over A1 with us. But before we do that, real quick, Danny, tell us about yourself. For uh, those that are listening, um, I'm sorry to those of you that already know him. But for those <laughs> of you that don't know him, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I uh, started riding when I was five years old. Yeah, I got my first bike on my fourth birthday. So right about there. Uh, I've just been a scrub ever since, just out here <laughs> trying to find clues, you know, racing a little bit, sucking a lot, but hey, we're just out here having fun, and uh, yeah, I kind of don't race that much anymore, but uh, still super, super involved in the, uh, in the community and the culture, so excited to talk about some Supercross. Nice, nice. Um... All right, well, um, let's dive into this thing. Let's see what we got going on here. So, A1, let's just do a, a quick recap. Now, before we went into A1, um, I know, Amanda, you and I talked about who we wanted to win. Yeah. We were both wrong. Oh, super wrong. I want to say I won, though, on the Price is Right rules, because I did say Jordan Smith was going to win, and am I, if I'm not mistaken, he got second? He did get second. Boom! I'll take the win. I'll take the W. I'll take I'll take the win on that one. Yeah. Although, you had Ryder D, and I, did, I was hopeful for that one, but yeah. uh, no, Ryder D, I, I was hoping a little bit more out of him, but he fell short. I mean, he, he still got a top ten. He got ninth, but... Uh, yeah. Jordan Smith, as I predicted, out front and not out front, but up he, he front. was up there. Up front, yeah, killed it in his heat race. 
Oh yeah, he won that oh, thing. Absolutely, killed it in a heat right race. Right off the bat. No, but uh, the two fifty race was uh, was awesome. I I liked it. Um, it's hard to say right now. Obviously, RJ Hampshire coming in around two. Obviously, is going to have the red plate, and uh, he's obviously one of the favorites to win this championship. Is it too much of a reaction to say like Jet it, or not Jet Joe Shimoda? Is is he gonna get a win this year? It it's a it's a hot take. I. I'm putting it out there. My bold prediction this year, Joe Shimoda will not win a race this whole season. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's wrong. No, I mean, hear me out. Hear me <laughs> out. I know, I know this is huge. I know this is just like, what's going on? RJ looked amazing. I don't oh, know Jet, so uh, Joe did too. I get that. RJ looked amazing. Amazing. Uh, Jordan Smith, Levi Kitchen, Nivolan with a start, and Juju. We'll get to him in a minute. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, Joe came back up to fourth, but I just... It could be just because it was A1, all the vibes and, you know, all the tensions are high. But I don't know. I I just didn't see that fire from him. Yeah, everyone's saying, oh, he charged hard. Look at the people he had to pass. Oldenburg, Marchbanks, Mumford. Come on. I mean, you got to look at it. It's his first race on the new bike. Yeah, he had Paris. That doesn't count. But the way he pushed through and came there at the end, if it would have been – I would have said another two straights easily on the podium. Well, I mean, I... he just got a shit start. He kind of got the shit end of it and then worked his way back up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just didn't get a good start right off the bat. He was like 12th. And the whole time he's just working to pass people. And that track wasn't necessarily easy to pass. There's lots of turns, lots of 180 turns. Yeah, there was like a couple whoop sections, but everyone is like over time getting better at whoops. So I don't know. I think he has a chance. I think he has a chance at the championship. I love Joe Shimoda. He's probably one of my favorite riders ever, but it's just it's just a hot take. That's just kind of what I got yeah, out of this. Right. I, I didn't I know it's round one. I just didn't see that spark that I wanted. And this also and I guarantee you're going to get this uh, this whole week coming up to round two. Uh, a lot of people like to blow up headlines, exactly what I'm doing right now, saying Joe's not going to win a race. Yeah. But you're, I think we're going to get a lot of this, what, is it the bike or is it the Lawrence's? Why were the Lawrence's so dominant on that bike? Was it just the Lawrence's or was it the bike? Because now if Joe's on there and Joe's not performing like they were, now it comes down to... Is it Joe or the bike? What's going on? If something's not wrong, is there something in, internal in the team? What? I think that's not a fair comparison because the Lawrence brothers has always been on Honda. They did not switch. Joe just switched from Cowie to Honda. But Joe was on Honda before Cowie. Touche. Different bike, different team, though. That's true. Versus the Lawrence brothers have always been on Honda. They've been on the same team the whole time. They're literally on the same team, just in the 450s. So I don't feel like it's a fair comparison. I think it's a new bike. He got a junk start. I think he'll get up there. I think he has a chance of winning the championship, personally. That's my hot take. I think Joe Shimoda for I mean, championship. You did, you did put out there that Joe was your pick for the championship. Oh, you, 100%. You, did, you put it out there. So, I mean... I don't know. I like where I'm sitting. I picked RJ to win, and he looked great. But um, outside of uh, those two, there's one person that um, 
is writer of the night. The writer of the night. It's it's not Jet Lawrence. No. Uh, it, it it's not RJ Hampshire, not Joe, not any of these big names. Yeah. We're talking about a rookie here. Juju Bomer. This guy, I, I you know, I listen to other podcasts and, and I, I got some reads on him and whatnot. And I know the history of him. I've been following him now for about two years. And it's pretty cool. He's from Lake Havasu City. Yeah. And of those of you Hell that have yeah. been there, I'm sure you love Lake Havasu. I go there quite a few times a year, and I absolutely love Lake Havasu. So the fact that he's from there, it get, he's already pretty good sweet. to go in my book. Yeah. Um, but he comes out as a rookie, and I've heard big things in the offseason, and I was kind of shocked that, you know, he went pro so early and is you know went straight to a factory Red Bull K, uh, KTM team, but yeah, he's fast. Everyone says they're fast in the off season. Everyone's fast at the practice uh, track. Everyone's cooking, but he came out here had a killer heat race and then came out in the main event and is running on a podium spot yeah. for most of the race until yeah. I mean, it, also it's a one it probably caught up to him and, and people are warming up but yeah um to have a race go so well for him um he got six almost a top five in his first race but i feel like as a rookie coming in you take that you you take a six at a one any no, day of the week absolutely and a one's a hard one to justify because like yeah hampshire looked great he looks good every year there's never a time where you're like, oh, he's not a contender. He put it together for one race. But if you come out of A1 with, I'd say, like a top seven, that puts you in great championship uh, position. Yeah. You're not, you know, getting a 13th, 14th, and then fighting the whole time. Because we've got four or five guys in this class that could win, realistically. So for him just to manage, like, yeah, cool, you led laps, you did all that bitching but now you got a decent starting point and a decent first step into that championship yeah you know um with juju um yeah rj's on fire and all that stuff but like you just brought up rj is always up there he yeah. just he always has that one or two rounds where he, he just wads he there. charges himself yeah. out of wins yeah he and, charges too hard and not to say that he shouldn't but he, he rides that 2% over that that front tire can hold and then just washes. And that's why I think RJ, um, I, I truly am excited for him to move up to a 450 because uh, I don't think he's, he has the power and he's not going to have to ride the bike so hard. I, I've always been a fan of Rick James, but um, with Juju, his starts all night were on point. Oh, yeah. Heat race, main, yeah. they were there. Um I see Juju getting a podium this year. I, I see him getting like one. in the championship. I, I would. I I don't know about points. I don't know about that. But it, like in a race, I can oh, see him okay. getting a podium, maybe two. I think he's gonna be a big threat at triple crowns. They're oh, shorter, yeah. three shorter races, good starts. I think that's gonna be like his wheelhouse right there. Yeah. You know, he he had a great start. He was up front for, or in that top uh, podium spots for a while throughout the race and then you know he he did drop back but you know granted he he wrote his balls off and yeah. i think in my personal opinion he's writer of a1 that that is the highlight of a1 right there well just think about the journey he's taken 
through like the futures program came right into Supercross's first season and he really put himself on the map. Like, mm-hmm. I really think you're right about triple crowns because he might not be number one all the time, but he's very consistent. Yeah. So, well, and you know, I, that's one another thing is I love the futures program, and I think this is a huge example why the futures program uh, for Supercross is so huge is because he was racing it last year. Yeah. He he was racing uh, Supercross futures last year as a full blown privateer. Gets picked up by the uh, KTM Orange Brigade mm-hmm. team, and now he's fully factory yeah. and it, it, it killing it. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's awesome. He's the best rookie we've seen come through the KTM program in a while. Oh yeah, and, and you know what? Actually, switching on that point right there, which I agree with you. Yeah. But switching on that point, Max Volen looked so good on the Cowie. Oh, now yeah, I, uh, I watched the heat race, and that was awesome. It was awesome to see him actually be up there, and it, it's weird to think that he doesn't have a single podium. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I remember years ago. That that Volan name, the kid, he's coming up. Obviously, yeah. we all know his dad, mm-hmm. but having Maximus Volan coming up through the ranks, and, and it, he made his pro. I, he, we all know he made his pro debut a little too early, and it probably shot himself in the foot. But I like this whole going to Cali, different team, different environment, different bike, and just new vibes. Um, he he impressed me. I think yeah. he. he He's going to kill it this year. I definitely not thinking championship. Um, I'm not even thinking race win, but stack podiums. It's your first year on the new bike. If he were to leave this year with two, maybe three podiums on the air and stay healthy and get into outdoors, that's a that's a winning year right there. Yeah. For in, in my opinion, I really do. He, he impressed me this week. No, absolutely. And like. That change of scenery, and uh, Daddy Mitch said, "Hey, don't you worry, Roger. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this uh, diamond in the rough, and just start, you know, crafting it and crafting it into a race winner." Yeah, I, I would almost put money on that he's gonna be a race winner this year. Yeah, I honestly, just... I'd love to see it. NorCal boy. Yeah, I've he's... been following for years. I would love to see Volan get a race winner. And I think, I don't, I think Volan is one of those racers that doesn't have a lot of haters. I don't. He's a hard person to hate. Like, you know, I don't like, you know, uh, there'd be like the Thrasher haters or the Marchbanks or whatever. I've never really heard anyone say like, man, I hate Max Bolin. Pretty sure the universe just hates Thrasher, but yeah, I know what you mean. I think they've yeah. shown that year after year with <laughs> yeah, injuries we'll get and tumbles. We'll, we'll that get to poor that. man. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like Bolin and I... I I would love to see him race, yeah, win a absolutely. race, and I think we're all on board with I Yeah, him. I think the change of scenery from KTM to Cowie was really what he needed to, like, almost like a kick in the ass. You know, like, starting fresh, new bike, new well, it's coach, also he's new been team. On KTM for... Since 65. Ever. For yeah. Ever. And so, um, yeah, you know, some sometimes riders need that that whole change of scenery. So that was, um, that was awesome to be able to... Um, get him up there up, up front and start seeing his name because yeah. he's yeah. I mean dude he missed two main events last year so um I mean, obviously it's super cross year. and you never know what will happen but you know I, I I'm pumped on him uh we kind of moved down the ranks a little bit and, and I just feel like you're I don't know I feel like he's gonna get a race win I think he has it in him this year with the new bike new team I think he can get it okay 
He's got the speed. He's got the flow. Yeah. He's got, yeah. you know, the pro circuit name behind him, which, yes, the last probably four years hasn't been as heavy as it was in the early 2000s, but Mitch is a winner. He will pull winners out, and he will, like, if, if you even have that glimpse of a champion in you, Mitch will pull it out. Well, it's not even him either. Just, like, both both riders, uh, Levi Kitchen and Max Volen, um, they both looked very good, uh, and I'm sure Mitch is uh, just doing burnouts everywhere over that. I'm sure he's <laughs> loving it, but... Um, no, Levi Kitchen, I've actually been a fan of the, uh, Levi Kitchen since, uh, it was like a senior year at Loretta's. I first kind of discovered him, watched them race, and, um, no, I, I've been a fan of him ever since. And the same thing, uh, through Loretta's, he was on a Yamaha, and then he came in to be a pro on a Yamaha, and now he's on Cowie. Yeah, again, the change of scenery changes so much, and he looked very good. Um, oh, yeah. But 250s, I, I thought it was a, a fun race. It wasn't uh, no. too too much excitement. Uh, you know, RJ took off. Yeah, having Juju up front was definitely uh, something looking at. Uh, it, it was just exciting. But, you know, yeah. one person I'm really heartbroken for mm. is Filthy Phil Nicoletti. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. rough. That was a – I that sucked. First of all, I don't like that he's number 36. No, it doesn't fit. Filthy Phil needs to have a career number of 69, first of all. Cody Shock ain't filthy. Yeah. No, Cody filthy. Shock, although, what a name. I mean, Cody yeah. Cody Shock, that's pretty yeah. cool. But um, aside from that, you know, uh, yeah, that's a real bummer. He had a really good heat race, got into the main, and uh, had an electrical issue right at the line. and Like, literally off the site lap, they were like, wait, something's happening. The bike is bogging. And the next thing you know, they're like, why didn't you start? And he was like, eh. You know. Yeah, and that's a bummer. And I see it because I, I like uh, Phil Nicoletti. I like him. Um, I know he uh, talks a lot of shit and, and has, has a lot of, I don't want to say super haters, but people don't like him uh, on the track. Uh but no, I, I I like Phil, and it's a real bummer to see that happen because it's also he is getting older, and I don't know how many yeah. more years this has. So you yeah, obviously it's a one. We have this whole year and all that stuff. We got sixteen more rounds, but I just like seeing him out there, and I know he's a contender. He is a top ten guy, and yeah. honestly, the way Shimoda rode, who knows? That could have been another position uh, that pushed Shimoda down. Because yeah, Phil's always a good starter. He's always kind of up there. Not in a race win mix, but that f four to seven range. And that's right where Shimoda had to battle through. So you never know. It could have mm -hmm. shook up the points. Yeah. That is a bummer that uh, Nicoletti. Didn't even start. Bike like, issues. Heartbreaking. Issues. 23 Yamahas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say was anything about my history, but Yamahas. Hey, bike was bogging. Mechanic forgot to jet it for sea level. I mean, shit happens. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But uh, uh, another headline I want to point out there, and I know we made a big fuss about this uh, last week, uh, or not last week, but just uh, on our pre-A1 pod. Lux Turner made the main event. Oh, I'm so proud. Made it. It was, it it was the hard way. so awesome. Yeah, I was watching the heat race. Uh, he, he was up there. He, he was right on the cusp yeah, the whole was... time. I was like, come on. Yeah, he come was on. Or right 11? there. Yeah, he was yeah. right there. And then, um, you know, the LCQ, getting the whole shot and just hearing the announcers, Lux Turner. Yeah. Lux Turner. That like, knowing so that cool. that's our local boy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. Um, 
obviously it was a little getting pushed around a little bit and he fought back which is uh something that we we love to see a nevada boy do is fight back and yeah um yeah he made the main uh obviously the main did not go yeah. the way he wanted it yeah. to uh so obviously we hope lux is listening to this but um uh all obviously all the fans that are rooting for him and stuff like that if you listen to this um we hope Lux is okay. I haven't yeah. heard anything if he's, uh, how, how bad of an injury it is. I know they have the medical flag out there for him for a while. So yeah. uh, hopefully he's okay, and hopefully by um, our, our round two podcast, we can um, kind of have a um, update. something, uh, yeah, some sort yeah. of an update for you, because that, that, that sucks, you know. The night was going so good, and um, I was curious. You know, obviously we had some... Uh, big predictions for the guy but yeah he he and he, he was doing good he at least make the main event and um, in his first pro race on a team mm-hmm. he made the main event like totally awesome. amazing that yeah. was so cool more than you can say for some of the factory riders <laughs> yeah, no, yeah yeah <laughs> we'll i know get we'll, we'll get to that in a second i like that but um no so it is a bummer that he got hurt um we'll we'll try to keep everyone updated on that as we get information um, but yeah, no, it's two uh, fifties off to a hot start, and honestly, I'm excited because, like you brought up earlier, Danny, there's a lot of different people. There's about five people in here. I mean, looking that at can it, actually get a legit win. Yeah. They can win this and shake this whole championship up. Absolutely. I mean, if you uh, if you look at like the top, like I said, top seven, top eight, there's winning potential in that whole thing. There is. Now, mind you, it's it's a little harder for these younger guys to come out and beat. Hampshire and Smith, who are basically thirty-year-old men, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, to battle with someone with uh, you know mortgage and kids and stuff like that. Like they got everything to lose. Yeah, they these do. young kids, you know, they got everything to gain. So yeah, no, it, it's gonna be um, definitely exciting going forward. There's lots of competition, and we're I, I I'm already stoked. I'm ready for round two. I'm just happy that. Supercross is back. Yeah, the best one. part. That, huge. The best part about this whole thing, we still have the whole season in front of us. Isn't that so cool? Seven. So excited. Rounds. Sixteen. Say, oh yeah, sixteen more weeks, and then even better. We go outdoors. Hashtag real racing. The great outdoors. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, two fifties were great. Let's let's move on to four fifties. Um, <laughs> oh boy. So we got a. We got oh, there. There's some news here in the 450s. Um, let's just start from the top. Um, well, actually, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, does does do the Lord's family still have two sons? No, <laughs> Tate's getting that right now. No, no, they're giving it to Tate. No, okay, yeah. okay. Like what? What even I mean, happened? Hunter, well, he got what freezed. are you doing? He yeah, got freezed right out of the gate. For you guys that uh, maybe didn't watch or haven't seen it or whatnot, Hunter Lawrence, um, obviously he's a rookie in the 450 class, but um, he, he's a Lawrence, he's part of the Lawrence family, he's a phenom, uh, him and his brother uh, are the future of the sport, and the fact that someone comes in with that much hype, as a, as a duo, Hunter and Jet Lawrence, mm-hmm. but that much hype coming in as a 450 rookie, all this stuff, multiple-time 250 champion, and you don't make the main? 
I understand the heat race. He got freezing. We'll, we'll I get that. The yeah. freezy thing, which that whole issue, I understand that, and that happens to people. Yeah. But what the hell happened? You you're telling me a factory Honda guy, and a multiple time 250 champion, because in the 450s for the LCQ, and you can't even get top four. There was a dude on a stock Kawasaki. I I can't remember his name. Stock graphics, stock pipe. He had suspension on it. You mean to tell me your factory 450 can't pull him off the start? And that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Like you know he. I, I I understand maybe the the hit he they said he was sore and I'm I'm not gonna take whatever excuse Lars Lindstrom is given to the press right now. For those who don't know, that's the Honda manager. But I'm not gonna believe any excuses. Yeah, you hit the ground and stuff like that. But come on, like like you just brought up, you're on a factory Honda, you can't pull that start. Yeah, really. Yeah. Or or he was way back there. He was way back. And so I don't know. I just yeah. you know. Uh, you can have all the excuses of the world, but not making the main and then one Lawrence brother wins it and the other one doesn't. It, it just doesn't even make the night like the main yeah. event. I, don't I know must say, I'm pretty sure I saw him when he walked off after the LCQ loss. He was limping. So he may have been kind of like aggravated that back injury again. Maybe he had like a new injury. Maybe he hit his hip really hard. So devil's advocate a little bit here. Like maybe he really was hurting. I don't want to, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but of course, the nurse of the podcast. Yeah, of course. Like, oh, but he might have Miss Medical over there. <laughs> Devil's advocate, man. That's oh, what it's about. We, we got our medical expert on hand. That's <laughs> Definitely your, that's not. Your, that's Definitely your new role not. for uh, this you know year. You're the, uh, you're the medical expert. Mm. He learned He learned his Loose. rookie lesson. Loose turn. Stay the hell away from Vince Freeze. So, yeah. with you I, saying that, Vince Freeze, I mean... <laughs> Didn't even wait till the end of the first start to full freezy shit. It took one gate drop. Yeah. And, you know, that was that was one thing that I heard once. I thought he was going 250s, and then it was like a couple weeks ago I heard that he's going 450s. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. You're, you know, for Jet, for Hunter and, and whatnot, and Justin Cooper, I know he's not technically a rookie in the 450s. He's done a couple, but... Regardless, you're not looking out for Barsha. You're not looking out for Anderson or Webb playing his games. No. Once I found out Frazier was going for 50, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, and it, what's really bad ride. about him is that it's not that he does what he did. It's that he's always he's such a great starter. He's always up front. Yeah. And he don't care who you are or where you're at. He'll he's just going to. Hey cut you off hit you and if you're if he's in front of you he rides the widest bike it's yeah. unbelievable tony alessi can't uh <laughs> this is kind of mean but he can't make race winners but goddamn, he can make some of the best starters oh yeah that we see in supercross yeah maybe maybe uh hunter lawrence needs to go over there and practice some starts with, yeah, no uh, shit. Uh, with that team because um no so obviously vince freeze doing what he does yeah. um but yeah I'm sure 90% of America picked this Jet Lawrence winning. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to see it personally. I did not. And I hope it doesn't happen again because here's what's going to end up happening. If he ends up going into San Francisco winning, that we're going to start getting the 17-0 and talk. But here's the issue. If he keeps winning starts building the gap, 
it's gonna be boring. We're you're yeah. fighting for second, third, fourth, fifth. It just starts getting out of hand so fast. We need it to shake up now. I want to talk about Webb and Anderson putting up one hell of a oh, fight. Oh, that was a good battle. You know, um, obviously, I think hip sh- hip jumps should now <laughs> be forever banned from Supercross. Nope, Cross. loved every second of that. Uh, but Anderson, let's you know, I understand Webb, two-time champion, all that stuff, and we know he he's got that dog in him. We all do. You know, he's been on a decline over the last you know year and a half or so, but. We all know on any given night, his starts are good, and if the track is just torn up and rough enough, he can play yeah. the long game. Yeah. But what we saw, 2021 Anderson, killing it, 2022 was awful. It was was awful. Very medium. And now, going into this year, or maybe I got my years wrong. You got him a little mixed up there, a little, but yeah. A little just, too far the points back, there. But last year's Anderson was all over the place the year before that. Yeah. Seven wins. Um. To see him up there and and fighting for a podium, oh, he got on the podium, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he got, he got, he got second. He got second. He got That's second. right. Yeah. So to even have him up there, I like. It's a good sign. It's a really good sign. I think that team's got it figured out again. He's comfortable. Also, another added uh, bonus to this is that he's not on baby watch anymore. Yes, he has a kid, but his kid, his wife's not gonna pop out a kid, you know, the yeah. Friday night before race and fly back and forth and all this stuff and a fresh baby. I think his mind's clear and I was very impressed with what I saw. No, absolutely. He he basically showed up and said, Listen here, I ain't dead yet. Everyone would kind of look, rid him off last year and they're like, maybe he should like, you know, he is a champion. Maybe he starts to think about retiring and he came out here to this race and said, Nope. He and might, I still he got put, this shit. He put himself on the radar. He yeah. put everyone on notice that he ain't done yet, no. which is which is awesome. We obviously love this. We talked about that last week, that just because you're 30, 31, 32 in that range doesn't mean you're not bad at what you're doing. I mean, look, the podium had two of them, Anderson and Webb. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. Webb I mean, wasn't on the podium, but he was there. Six. I he mean, was he was close. there all race, all race. Yeah, um, until that little hiccup. But, uh, until he no, saw Penny. It, Anderson just really put like his pedal to the metal. If him and Webb weren't battling, like he said, I really do think he could have like kept up with Jet ish more than they did. What I thought it was funny is, and I know everyone talks about like the NFL script, it's all scripted and stuff like that. Um, the, the second the broadcast crew started talking about like. Oh, they're catching Jet. They're they're starting to push each other. They're catching them. It it dropped to like one point eight, and yeah. then two laps later is out the. Uh, it was like it was out to five seconds. It was and like, then a oh, lap later was eight. I, yeah, the second uh, uh, Webb went down, you could tell Anderson backed way off because mm-hmm. he didn't have that pressure right there. So those two, I don't want to say they held each other up. They almost pushed each other forward more just with that battle. We see that a lot. Is battling is yeah. good when you need that. You need someone pushing you because then it helps you push the limits to go catch someone else or put yeah, down cause... those fast lap times. So, no, obviously great battles up front. That was great to th- see. Um, I, I'm i a big Sexton fan this year, and I think everyone in this room and on this podcast knows that. Um, I was happy with what I saw. Um yeah, Jet, Jet's incredible. We all know that. But to leave A1 with the podium, uh, just a couple points behind, I like what I saw. Just get out of A1 and start getting on a groove. 
and be consistent. And so I like what I saw. Um, huge one, AP. Aaron Love Plessinger it. came out like under the radar, finished oh, yeah. very well. Yeah. They, they weren't really. He wasn't on the screen. They didn't talk about him much, and he killed it. No, him and very good. Him and Ferrandez had kind of almost mirrored rides to where. They were solid. They were right there all night. They weren't making noise. They weren't doing anything crazy. They just got sneaky uh, uh, fifth and fourth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they just they, they didn't do anything wild. They were just there, which I love it. Aaron, he's one of my favorite riders. Love the style. Love that mullet. Love the cowboy hat. I feel like he's going to get his race win this year. Because Detroit last year, that was heartbreaking. Oh, my God. That was – I just – he just – has the heart you know you just want him to win that's why he's the people's favorite he has a good personality he loves interacting with the crowd and all of a sudden he just like excuse me i'm just gonna get a fourth real quick you're like what i didn't even know you were like up in the top five like not even until you finished i was like no way yeah great he was he was seriously under the radar all night and came out with a with a a great finish to start the year off which is yeah I think momentum is huge for AP. Um, yeah, obviously everyone has that dog in them. If you're a pro in the 450 class, if you have a bad finish, you want to come back and kind of kick some ass to get, you know, show everyone up and say that, like, I don't belong down there, I belong up here. But AP starting off momentum, I think is a great thing. Uh, moving on down the list, um, yeah, Barsha, solid finish. We we gotta love where he's at. He's never, I mean, yeah, he's won a one a bunch of times, but I think for him to start being as close to the f- top five as possible every single race is just key for him to just keep momentum. And I I put Barsha in the same same area as Plessinger. Any given night, he could just show up and drop the and, mic. And, be up front yeah he could and that goes back to things so many people can win this year and obviously jet just went out there and got the job done fairly easy what it looked like but um danny i want to ask you a question here you're you're the 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 big fan on this one yeah what do you think about tomac um he finished uh ninth which I mean, first race back off of an Achilles injury. What you? What is your impression on on how's ride went? Loved it. He, Loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, wow I, I did he, not he, think that was going that way. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I picked him to win because you know, like I, I've told these guys, a one's about the story, and it's whoever has the best story ends up winning. So I thought Telmac was going to get it, but he went out there, he put laps down, didn't hit the ground. And he's in fighting contention still. He didn't go out there and get himself a 14th. Or like he has in past years that has really crippled his uh, championship run. So for this, for him to come out here and just mitigate. He, he didn't do anything crazy. He didn't do anything great. He was just right there. And again, you can't win the championship at A1. But you can sure lose it. And you can sure make the rest of the year a whole lot harder. So, w- with that being said, looking at the people that are in front of him, um, with him finishing ninth, you, you obviously have you have the Webb, the Chet, Anderson, Saxton, Plessinger, Barsha, Ferrandez. Are you at all nervous for your guy? Like you just said, you can you can't win the championship, but you can damn sure lose it. 
starting the year off with a ninth being already that far behind in points. Um, obviously, yeah, I know a lot of people want him to win the championship and stuff like that, and I know he wants that. That's why he came back to to stamp another one on there and probably ride off into the sunset however he wants. But to start the year off with a ninth, that's not great. And I know he's not a – yeah, last year he won a one uh, for the first time and all that stuff, but – you. Know, Start like like I don't know I what what do you consider a good finish to leave a one because I feel like if you're leaving with a top five you're still in that championship hunt yeah it's a long season but it's a slippery slope you give up ten you give up nine you give up you know twelve next thing you know you're thirty something points down and and it's hard to come back from that so with him leaving a one with a ninth are you concerned about that championship at all giving up too many points no. Not at all. Because, again, yeah, he got ninth. Not great. But there's points there. He didn't go out there and, you know, put his head down, push super hard, wash the front a couple times, and just mess everything up. So for him just to just to finish, because uh, what he ended up getting, he had 13 points. So, I mean, yeah, it's not the best ever, but it's better than seven. It's better than four. And I'm going to give you a little uh, 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 thinking question here. When's the last time someone a, uh, won a one 2012. And, and won the championship? 2012. 2012, yep. Ryan Villapoto. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, a, a not the best, solid finish. And, and you got to think, he's still feeling that Achilles out. Yeah, he's got a shit ton of practice laps. But when you're racing like that and, you know, your heart gets going a little bit and that first jump you overshoot a little bit, you're thinking he, – all he's thinking is holding that purple boot up in the air riding off. A little bit so, of PTSD. Yeah, so he's knocking cobwebs off, and he's, you know, like I said, PTSD. He's mm -hmm. got to get over that, and once he does, he will be fighting for the top spot. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean – an Achilles injury is such a freak thing. You land exactly a particular kind of way. Your calf muscle flexes a particular way and snap. Mm -hmm. Achilles done. That's exactly what happened. He just landed a little funny. His muscle flexed in the, like at the wrong time. And, you know, so even with that, like, you, even when you're riding, there's no, like, way you could over jump, under jump. It could happen again. Yes, it's weaker, right, because he had it repaired. But... I don't know. I guess that it could cause like a mental kind of like barrier. Like I don't want to ride too hard. I don't want that to happen again. That totally sucked because an Achilles injury is not easy to come back from. No. But I don't know. I don't feel like. So where where I don't I'm feel coming like he has at him. Where I'm coming out with this whole thing of like losing too many points. The issue is is that you know, Jet obviously felt comfortable on a Supercross track on a 450, um, as they all do, but. Um, you know Jet's going to win a lot, especially after last night's performance. You know he's going to win a lot. Yeah. And he's always going to be up top. If he doesn't win, he's going to be two through five. I don't – unless he, he goes down or, you know, like we saw with Tomac, an injury can happen at any given point. Yeah. But, you know, and this even goes for Sexton. Thank God Webb went down. and That's the only reason why Sexton got a podium. Oh, 100%. That's the only reason why. Yeah. And so the same goes for Sexton. 
He's five points down now. It was going to be seven points. Okay. If that exact, if Jet goes to win San Diego and um, Chase gets third again, he's already 10 points down. Again, slippery slope. And someone that's a, as good as Jet Lawrence, who you know he's going to be up there, how long is it going to be before he's already got, you know, a 15, 20 point lead on? Our quote unquote other top two title contenders, which was Eli and Sexton. It's a slippery slope. And I just, um, I hope we see Eli up there and it gets a little bit more comfortable. But, you know, I, the same thing we're saying about points and finishing goes for Ken Roxon getting 10th. I understand he went down in the first turn and, and so did Mookie and all that stuff. Wah, wah. And yeah. So you look at 9, 10, 11. Tomac, Roxon, Stewart. I'll even throw Adam Cincerillo in there. Yeah, everyone's saying Cincerillo, stem cell, he got his hands fit, wrist, what arm, whatever. Uh, and yes, it is a one. But a you got to show up. You got to show up to every race and get it done. And it, it is a bummer for that points race because those three, Tomac, Roxon, and, and yes, I'll throw Stewart in there. I predict it'd be way higher. Yeah, way higher, yeah. and it, it sucks to see them back there. I mean, good comebacks from going down in the first turn for Ken Roxon and Stewart, but there, yeah. I just... But with your point... A of, lot of points. Yeah, your point of Jet, like, you know, getting all these big points, look at what happened. Whole shot, let every lap, gone. Outdoors. Always get the whole shot or be second, or I think his worst start was third. Mm-hmm. Just you wait. He's going to have the race to where he doesn't get the jump. He's mid-pack. And I feel like that's going to be when we finally get to see a test. Because, yes, he is fast as shit when there's no one in front of him. And do you, once do you think it's... So, uh, I'm going to ask both of you guys this. I want both of you guys' opinion on this. Obviously, a lot of these guys racing right now have raced Jet in the 450s for outdoors. And, and they know they know... They know who he is. They know that he's just an animal, okay? With that being said, with him going 22-0 last year and already won A1, he's already got the red play and won SMX champ. He's winning everything. With these short Supercross starts and you start getting into these bull turns, these tighter stuff, do you think someone's going to be like, all right, Rook, we can't let you get the whole shot. It, do you think someone's going to run him eventually? It could be a freeze, even though he DNF'd. I have no idea why. I don't know what's going on there. I haven't heard anything. But do you think any of these guys, these top guys, or maybe it's a Sexton or another title contender, are going to run him wide or run him deep in the first turn and make him have that back of the pack or, or mid-pack 10th start instead of being, in, like you said, in the top three and making quick moves and disappearing? Does, do you think someone's going to force the issue i don't think anyone's going to do it on purpose because you like if you look at sexton now Anderson, is that all these is guys that on purpose or on purpose with air quotations no like on purpose okay because they're not gonna like yeah you take him high five guys come underneath you and get that so would it really be worth it for these championship contenders to yeah take him out for a race but then you're right there with him almost i i, I can see you know, if someone if he goes to pass someone like a Sexton or an Eli, I can see them being like, "Yeah, you're not getting it that easy, kid. You're gonna have to work for this. I'll take you high in a corner." But yeah, I don't think anyone's purposely just gonna outlandishly take him out. 
unless it's Vince or, you know, maybe a wild Justin Cooper. Or not Justin Cooper, sorry, Justin Barsha. Maybe. Yeah. But, no, I think he's going to do it to himself one of these rounds. Yeah. He's just going to not get the jump. He's not going to be up there. And then he's going to realize, oh, shit, when i got to come through the pack, it's a lot harder than just getting the whole shot and leaving. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... And this is, this is a pretty bold prediction, but I really genuinely think it's going to happen. Oh, boy. If somehow he doesn't get the jump and he's in the middle of a pack, he's going to pull some BS move against this somebody you should not. He's going to pull something against um, Cooper Webb, Justin Barsha, Vince Breezy, you know, one of those guys, Justin, Jason Anderson. And they're going to be like, wow, you just pulled this shitty move on me. I'm coming after you. And they're going to take him out. I just have a feeling he's going to pull something sleazy, just like he did with Kenny. He's like, oh, just like pass me. I already won. No, that is just, first of all, that's just like not being a good human. Second of all, if any, if that happened to anyone else, they definitely would take him out if it was during a race. So I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. So, I mean, obviously, um, we're going to touch on, on one more guy before we close out the show. Uh, Jorge Prado. Um, <laughs> great. I I feel like as a good good turnout. He had a great start in the main event. He almost had the whole shot slid out. He's right next to Jet. Um, hey, your first Supercross gate drop main event. Looked good in the heat race. Didn't have to touch that sloppy LCQ. You don't want, ever want to find yourself in there, <clears throat> Hunter Lawrence. Um, but no, I, I figured... I thought he was going to do a little bit better. He was up there. He was up uh, up in the top 10 and just started dropping back. Um, I wish he was doing more than three races yeah. because uh, I don't know if Atlanta's on the schedule or not. But um, the Daytona round, I think, would suit him super well, good. Yeah. And I would love to see. And I, I don't know if he'll come back or not or points and how all that works out. I think he'd be really good at the uh, SMX, the final three rounds, and more outdoorsy supercross tracks yeah. or something. But um, just having him there gets me excited, and, and how good he did look. It gets me excited for, fingers crossed, this happens. This is supposedly the plan that I'm hearing that 2025 is here full time. Yeah. And for supercross, he'll get it. I think it's going to be like a Vial. He'll he'll be in the mix, but not a race winner. Might get a whole shot here and there or whatever. I'm excited for him in outdoors 25 because oh yeah I mean Jet obviously is just gonna do Jet things but it, it'll be awesome to have some of these guys out there and look what yeah. Brandis came in and and killed it and out that's what they're yeah, good yeah. at um, so no I'm excited I think uh, good start made the main all uphill or uh, all up from here I think that's gonna be right around there he's obviously he's only here for two more rounds and. Obviously, he doesn't want to risk an injury because he wants to go back and defend. Yeah, but. No, I, I kind of figured he was going to finish where he did just because, like, MXGP, Supercross, even our outdoors, world of difference. Oh, yeah. They're so, different. for him to come in, and yes, it was bitching. I love to see uh, champions coming in, but mm -hmm. it was kind of a rude awakening. He's like, look, dude, these guys, this is the, for half the year, this is all they do. And mm -hmm. for him, all he does is the outdoor, super, super rough tracks. So, yeah, I mean, 
obviously I thought he was going to do this bad because Colton and I had a little bet that uh, uh, Ferrandis was going to beat him. And, of course, Ferrandis got that sneaky fifth, baby. Yeah, yeah, I did lose a bet. I, I had high hopes on Prado, but um, you know what? I'll take it. I, I'm, a, I'm a man of my word. I will pay my dues uh, to Danny. But, uh, yeah, all around, recap on A1. Supercross is back. Hell One yeah. One thing <coughs> that I wanted to talk about real quick. Yeah. Did any of you guys see uh, Dean Wilson's YouTube today? No. No. Dude. Dude. So, Check it out? Huh? Check it out? Oh, yeah. So, okay. I don't know if you guys saw, right off the start, Vince Freeze took Dean Wilson out. And that's why Freeze uh, DNF'd. He hit the ground, walked away. Dino was heated. Ooh. Like him, they came together, and Dino's kind of talking over the video. And he goes, yeah, right here, we both hit the ground. I'm yelling at him that he's a shitty person and, like, that he's, a, like, just going after him. Well, um, I know there's backstory. They already have beef from, right. uh, was it World Supercross? Yep. Yeah. They already had run-ins, and uh, Freezy took Dino out, which Dino was, he would have won the round. And yep. Instead, I think he got, like, third or fourth or something like that. But, um, yeah, no, so... Yeah, okay. So, but listeners, was, when you're out there listening, look up. Uh, I know I'm going to do it after this. Is uh, look at Dean Wilson's YouTube videos. I'm yeah. curious about that. Oh, because he starts love ripping. He rips Vince. He rips Tony Alessi. As, like, you know, I don't know why he supports this guy. Like, it's what he does. But, yeah, dude, he was not happy. But I it know was why also, he supports him. Because he can start. No. Why? No. Look what's happening. Everyone's talking about yeah. him. Someone has to be the bad guy. Not everyone can be the good guy all the time. Someone has to be play the bad guy. Yeah, but when you're, if you watch the video, very start of the race, they're in like 11th or something like that. Vince undercuts the corner hard and takes them both out. Yeah, yeah. Vince and, is like, sign me up. I'll be the bad guy. Yeah. I don't what even do care. What do you expect? What do you expect? I mean, it's, it, I'm starting to get to the point. That I like it. No, you need an antagonist. I, I like having something out there. If not, it gets too cookie cutter boring. It really does. And I'm not saying that Supercross is boring. I'm not saying that. A lot of shit happens, and it's, in my mind, the most, most athletic, mentally and physically sport in the world. And I will argue against the best of them on that. Um, but it's just, you, like I said, someone needs to be the bad guy. And I love it because... Um, People were saying that Bam Bam was a bad guy yeah. and Anderson and all that stuff. I love it. We got to have a bad guy. Not and like, I kind of wish someone would do that to the Lawrence brothers. I kind of like yeah. how they're like everyone's talking shit now because uh, I'm sure you guys saw the video of Jet like pretending to kickstart his bike. Yeah. And someone posted and they're like, oh, he wants to ride Suzuki. <laughs> and uh, uh, Ken Roxon reposted it and said, I got 16 rounds to shove this kickstarter up Jet's ass. And it was like, everyone's kind of starting to get more, like, shit-talky and, and, you know, fucking with people. Well, I, and like, I, I, I love think, that. I think with how dominant Jet is, that's why I, I, I go back to my previous point of uh, when is someone going to ride Jet wide or, or, or do something. It's a ticking time bomb in my mind. Yeah. I, I truly think it's not if, it's when. Because they're going to get tired of it. They're going to get tired of this kid winning all the time. I'm not saying 
blow spokes out and send this kid to the hospital. No. But just come into a bull tour and give, give him some love. Yeah. Take him to the ground one time or something. Just push him. Something's going to happen because, again, someone needs to be the bad guy. And I think everyone will love it. And I don't think it's going to be a main guy. I don't think it's going to be a top dude. It's, look for teammates. Look for lower-level teammates. And I'm looking at the Suzuki's. They got Derek Drake, Shane Malkorath, and Kyle Chisholm. One of them, I could see it now, taking them down. Just, just or just riding them if a little. They wide. can even get remotely close. Lappers. Yeah, yeah that's Lapper. true. I'm not. I'm not saying off the start. Although no. sometimes Suzuki's do get some yeah. great starts, and I don't even know, understand that. But yeah, lappers. I, I just say in the moral of the story. I just think they're gonna start to get irritated of him being up front all the time. And understand, they all respect each other. I get it, but. I just, I just, I know, I don't know. I trust I mean, my gut. Something's going to happen. Can you even say, well, I think a majority of them respect each other. The shit that Jet's pulling with Ken Roxon, is that respectful? I don't think so. And they're going to want to freaking kick him right off his high horse. So as soon as they get the opportunity to do that, they're going to do it. In my opinion. I yeah. feel like that's going to happen. Yeah. What shit are you talking about, though? Like the kickstart and then... What, like oh, the, yeah, like the whole, like, oh, pass me at, like, yeah, that, that last round in, uh, what was that? Was that Super Motocross? That was SMX, yeah. Yeah, that yeah he's like, pass him, and then, like, the whole kickstarting, like, yeah, it's, like, all good fun, but, like, also, is it? Like, no, that passing I don't know. Thing. I feel like Jet's a little more Kenny, malicious, than he, malicious than he, like, lets on. Kenny was pissed about that, the yeah. SMX. Kenny yeah, was not yeah. happy about I that. was mad. Yeah, but that wasn't, like, that wasn't a, oh, you're not going to pass me, like, this and that. Did that it? was his, you know... And he's even said it multiple times. I'm bad at math. That was him trying to fuck over Chase Sexton. So okay, like, that, that still. E even better than even better than yeah. he's still doing stuff. So it may not be Kenny. Yeah. But what what I'm getting it at wasn't, is that yeah. somebody is gonna do something. It's, yeah. It's gonna happen. I, I it doesn't even need to be another title contender. It's, yeah. It could be as simple as, um, you literally got. Two inches too close to Justin Barsha, yep. and he starts getting yeah. tunnel red vision, yep. and it goes for the jugular. It literally could be as simple as that. Um, so, no, ob obviously there's a lot of uh, big news coming out of A1, and here's the thing: we got 16 more rounds. Are yeah. we excited for this? Oh, are we ready for oh, 16 yeah. more rounds of this? Because I know I am. Um, obviously, we've been looking forward to this. And uh, just, you know, obviously we're going to come out with another uh, pod uh, later this week going over San Francisco. Which San Francisco, um, I wish we were going to it. It's somewhat close to home. And I think it's going to be a killer, killer venue. Um, already looked on the track. So, yeah, we'll give you a um, San Francisco round two uh, preview this upcoming week. But before we close out the show, Danny. I want to know what your picks are because you, you may not be here. Yeah. I just want to make sure I get your picks. Who are your 250 and 450 picks for San Francisco? Um, early, I know it's early. Yeah. It's a week early. I know. I'm going to go. This is a weird one. AP is going to pull it off. Yep. Yep. I said it. Whoa. He's going to somehow fucking strap them boots up tight 
put that cowboy hat on and you think a cowboy ass. is gonna go into San Francisco and come home with a win? Damn straight. I just someone you guys has should, to. You guys should see the look on Colton's face right now. Wow. I you know I I thought got faith in my boy. I thought that was gonna go like an ET route or something, but for sure that, I thought about it. But Aaron Plessinger was out of left field. I did not see that one. Yeah, coming. no, I know. All right, all right. So what what about your two fifties? Kitchen. I love it. I, I think I, I think Kitchen's it. gonna get it. Yeah. That's the a good track's one. He a little really more good. laid out to like a style that he likes. There's more flow, and there's a lot of rumor and there's a lot of weather radar. It's going to be a mutter. Oh, and baby. that wall shugle, oh, boy. boy. That I, wall shugle. I'm. Uh, I I love everything that you're saying right now. Yeah. Um, Pacific Northwest kid, West kid, man. But second, it starts to to rain and get shitty on. He will always be my pick. He grew up in that light rain. Yeah. No, I. you're bringing up great points. And honestly, I hope you're right because I love both those picks. Yeah. I might even hammer those at myself. But, <laughs> um, well, there it is. There's your A1 recap. Danny, thank you for joining us in a recap. Um, we'd love to have you back again. Right. And let's, this is, this let's, start, my last time. let's start reoccurring this <laughs> thing. And um, we love having guests um, on the show. Um, obviously, uh, I don't think I said it in the beginning of the show, so I'll say it now. If you like this show, if you want to bring up new topics or you want to be a special guest on the show, please reach out to us on our Instagram at keep it dirty USA. Um, we're going to be all doing all kinds of live drops there and updates throughout the show or for the show on our Instagram. Um, so yeah, please reach us, reach out to us there. Um, but yes, Danny. Thank you for coming. Amanda, bringing in great points, as always. So thank you for joining me on this show. And that's episode two in your A1 recap for Anaheim 1. Thank you. God bless. We'll see you guys next week for San Francisco round two. Later, scrubs. See you guys.